Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stress, the podcast to develop your stress resilience and your next workplace superpower. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm really, really excited that you're joining me today for a couple of minutes to learn about my own personal experiment running for 30 days in a row. And today I want to share with you why I started this experiment and what did I learn in this experiment. And hopefully this is going to be a motivation for you to start your own personal experiment. That's my hope for today's podcast. So let's jump in. You might be wondering why have I been running for the last 30 days? Well, over the last couple of months, I realized that my morning routine that I had created, and you have heard me talk about my morning routine before, either in one of my YouTube videos or even in one of the podcasts, um, wasn't as effective as I would have liked it to be. So it was really effective because all of the things that I'm doing in my morning routine really set me up for success and they make me feel really good and accomplished and they help me to build momentum in the morning to really kickstart my day and feel focused when I sit down for work. But something was missing. And so over the couple of weeks leading up to this personal experiment, I started to feel super tired, super unmotivated and exhausted at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And I told myself, well, you know, this is kind of silly. <laughs> I'm a peak performance coach and at one or two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm experiencing this afternoon slump. And if you want to learn more about afternoon slumps, by the way, I have created a YouTube video specifically for that as well, that you can find on my YouTube channel and I'll make sure to connect it in the show notes as well. But I was in this really deep afternoon slump. I could literally spend an hour or two or sometimes three um, kind of sitting on the couch and being unproductive or sitting on the couch and having my laptop on my um, lap and um, not feeling as productive and focused and energized as I wanted to feel. And of course, one of my thoughts was, well, I am a pretty active person. I am moving every day, usually after work because I take my dogs for a walk, um, but I'm not actually moving until that time, which means from six or seven o'clock in the morning when I get up to four or five or sometimes six o'clock in the evening, I do not really move my body. I mean, I do in the sense of like, I'm walking to my office and I'm walking to the kitchen and I'm walking to the bathroom, but let's be honest, that's not really a lot of movement. So I told myself, all right, I am going to accept the challenge to try out something more active, especially now, right, that things are moving into summertime and it's lighter outside in the morning and the birds are chirping and it's a little bit more of a springy, summertimey feeling. And I was inspired to just be outside more. So the goal that I set myself was that every morning I wanted to go outside to move my body for 15 to 20 minutes. I wasn't specific on how much I wanted to do in terms of like exercise, right? Do I want to run or bike or walk or anything like that? I just told myself I just want to move my body and see what kind of effect 
that has on my energy levels and my productivity levels, right? Um, and I have to say that I am not a morning person. That was definitely one of my excuses for the longest time. I am not a morning person. I do not like to exercise in the morning. I do not have energy. I feel hungry. I feel tired. Um, and that's just not how I would like to spend my morning. All right, so that's um, that was that, but I told myself, 15 to 20 minutes, that's not too bad. It's not really exercise. It's not like I'm going for a five mile run or it's not like um, I'm lifting heavy weights or something like that. I just need to do something small to get my system flowing. So that was kind of my first excuse that I overcame, right? Um, because it was really important for me to take care of myself. So I started running. Um, I did actually go for runs in the morning. And really my first run that I did on day one on April 20th, was a 0.8 mile run <laughs> um, because I was trying to trying different things out in the neighborhood. I stopped, I looked around, right? I tested different things out. And when I came back, I was a little bit disappointed. It was only 0.8 miles, but whatever, I had moved whatever that much time was, maybe 13 minutes or something like that. I'm not a fast runner at all, um, which is totally fine, again, because it, doesn't, it didn't matter of how fast or how bad, how good I was, it, it mattered that I did it. So yeah, so I did that, that was the first day, and then the second day I did a little bit of a longer loop because I was like, okay, I could run a little bit more and I, I have a little bit more time than just 30 minutes and so on, right? So that's kind of how I got started. And I am really, really happy to tell you today that I just completed 30 days of running, a running streak, right? I did not have one day without a run and I completed over 75 miles in one month. And I'm super impressed because I am not a runner and I did not run for distance or whatever. <laughs> I just wanted to run and I just wanted to move my body. And um, I think it's pretty incredible that even if you just run one or two or three miles a day, you get to 75 five miles in a month. For me, that's a lot of mileage and I'm really proud of it. Um, and so, yeah, so I did complete that and I want to talk with you a little bit about a couple of different challenges, but also about the main realization, of course, and the reason why I started this experiment in the first place, which was I want to feel more productive and I want to feel more energized. Honestly, I have never felt so energized in my life. I just, I just can't, I can't even explain it to you. Like, you know, it's just incredible how much more energy I have throughout the day and how much more my brain is able to focus. Even when I took my lunch break and I take maybe 15 or 30 minutes of a break and I sit down to, you know, uh, watch a show or, or read something or listen to a podcast. Um, but I, I'm motivated to get back to my desk and to continue working, which was definitely not the case before this experiment. So really amazing in terms of energy levels. Can highly recommend it. I am blown away by how much better I feel and how much more energy I have throughout the day. I still go for my evening walks with my dogs. And um, sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's two and a half hours. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I really love movement. I really, I am actually um, very passionate about exercise. Um, not so much about the morning and not so much about running, um, but I did it and it feels incredible. And you know, there was definitely definitely days um, throughout these last 30 days where I felt unmotivated to do it. And so those little things came up in my head that kind of kept me from doing it, right? We all know this, all of these excuses that we are trying to find to not 
have to do the things that we know are good for us. And the reason why our brains are designed that way is because whenever we are starting to create a habit, a new habit, or when we are starting to try to change something in our life, then our brain says, uh, um, mm, mm, uh, that's, not out of, that's not really what I'm used to and this is out of my comfort zone. This is out of the safety state that I'm used to. And what you have to know is, is that your brain doesn't know the difference between what is good for you and what is bad for you. It only knows what you have been repeatedly doing over and over and over again. So if you have been getting up for 10 years in a row, not exercising well, you can be sure <laughs> that your brain is going to resist that new experience because it's out of your comfort zone, it's out of that safety zone, even though it is something that is good for you. And I think it's really powerful to have that awareness because then when these things are coming up, you can be like, ah, oh, there it is again, our little excuse, our little brain that's trying to keep us from doing something that's actually good for me. So I've had a couple of different excuses that I want to share with you and also the thought process around how I kept myself from not doing it and still moving into going into that movement and going into that 15 to 20 minute exercise in the morning. The first excuse and the point that many of you are probably thinking about is I do not have time in the morning to do exercise. Well, let me tell you, I am a self-employed, yes, that's true, but I have probably four out of five times per week meetings at eight or latest at nine o'clock in the morning, which means I do have to get ready and I have to make sure that I'm managing my time in order to get everything in that I'm setting out to do. And I did. And I t can only tell you how impressed and how surprised a little bit as well I was how much things I can actually get done in the morning when I'm intentional about what I want to achieve. It's really cool. Um, even when I had meetings at 8 o'clock in the morning, I would get up between 6.30 and 7, I would go for my run, I would come home, I would take a shower, get ready, have breakfast, drink my coffee or my tea and my, my lemon water, brush my teeth, uh, make my bed. The only thing that was a little bit tricky for me in those first couple of days and weeks now was my journaling, which I had to move into the evening when I had an eight o'clock morning meeting. But I learned that my morning journaling wasn't as powerful as my morning exercise, so I swapped that around a little bit. So you need to find that flexibility and you need to still stick to it, you know? Some of us then might think, oh, I'm just not gonna do this anymore because I'm not able to do it all. But I love journaling and I, I love to do it because it helps me to sort my thoughts and it also helps me to create more positive thoughts because also I do sometimes have negative thoughts or, you know, feelings or behaviors that come up that, that make me sad or angry. And so, um, yeah, I had the time. I have the time. You have the time too. The question is, how focused are you on the things that you really want to do? Of course, as you know, I am not checking my phone in the morning and that's really powerful because when you want to um, do something for yourself, don't get distracted by other things and don't find excuses. Don't find excuses or uh, find them, but then still do it anyway. Excuse number two was that I don't have energy in the morning. I feel hungry in the morning, right? At six or seven o'clock in the morning, we have probably not eaten for 10 hours at least. And so when you get, get up in the morning and you're going for a morning run, you're like, uh, I don't think so, right? Because my stomach is already growling and um, rumbling. And um, all I want to do right now is to go on a run, right? And then that mindset's in and that you're like, oh, 
I really am so hungry. No, 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 I can't do this, right? We are finding these excuses. We're having these internal conversations with ourselves that are not really helpful because here is what I told myself when this thought came up was, hey, it's 15 to 20 minutes. It's not that much. It's not like I'm doing like a crazy run where I'm exerting so much energy that I am not going to have enough energy to get back home. It's just 15 to 20 minutes. And trust me, every day for the last 30 days, I was able to go for my morning run, even sometimes on a Sunday morning for four and a half miles without having eaten anything. So another excuse that our minds and just ourselves were coming up with because we're like, oh no, I don't know, this is just too hard. And you know, and then the mind sets in. And um, you know, one of the things that I realized as well is that once we kind of, calm our minds and once we're like hey mind it's all totally cool then all of a sudden um things just they, they just go away these thoughts right because we are appreciating them and recognizing them and then all of a sudden it's totally feasible and we're fine yes my stomach rumbles when i start running in the morning but usually when i come home it's gone excuse number three was the weather is too bad i cannot go outside and go for a 15 to 20 minute run because it's raining because it's snowing because it's cold because it's too hot because the sun is shining right we are always finding no matter what excuse in order to keep us from doing something and again that's related to your brain matter and it's related to how your brain is trying to keep you in a safe state but it doesn't have to be that way you make a choice and you know when you see this a little bit with humor and fun you know to just trick your brain into thinking hey this is really cool right and I tell you I have not regretted one of my runs over the last 30 days even though and I'm going to tell you this in a second one day something really bad and something really sad happened but every time I came back from my run I felt incredible even though sometimes the run in itself was really hard because here in Tahoe there's only uphill or downhill <laughs> there's not really any kind of straight running um trails or running uh, you know running areas um it felt sometimes super hard but it was totally feasible and it felt always really amazing once I got home. And it feels really amazing to, to create, of course, that energy for yourself. So, yeah, so it's, I can only highly recommend it. You know, needless to say that, of course, my body is starting to change as well after 30 days, right? I felt a little bit sluggish when I started this experiment. And now after 30 days, I feel stronger. I feel more powerful. I feel like, you know, my my pants are maybe sitting a little bit uh, lighter or not so tight anymore. Like that's of course a super nice side effect as well because now that I'm feeling stronger in my body, of course that, that helps me also to be a more positive person and to uh, just, you know, be, be, the, be the best version of myself. Um, and um, sorry for TMI, too much information, but Every morning now when I get up, I'm able to go to the bathroom before I'm going on my run because my body has learned over the last 30 days, well, it's better to go to the bathroom now and do my business um, before I'm starting to run and, you know, I have things that, that might me might make me uncomfortable. Um, so all of these things have created these other cool routines in my life that I wasn't even aware about, right, initially, about like how it would affect my digestive system, how it would affect my skin, how I would maybe lose a few pounds and just feel a little leaner. Um, but 
the energy and the just the positivity and the the good feeling that I'm getting from being outside in the morning it's so beautiful it's fresh air and it's sunshine or rain like even rain and and snow have been really wonderful I went sometimes running at 32 degrees or zero degrees Celsius um, and it didn't matter it was only 15 to 20 minutes and that was always my excuse for my excuses to tell them hey no, 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 um, I'm still going to do it anyway. I told you something sad happened as well. Um, so two weeks in, into my running streak, um, I went for a run in the morning with Izzy and Kobe, my two dogs. Kobe is our new little puppy who's 14 or 15 weeks old now and Izzy is our wonderful family dog who... Um, is eight years old and so we went actually running in the streets because the trails were still a little bit snowy and I was still kind of getting used to of course everything as well and discovering this new neighborhood because we just moved here um, now two three months ago two months ago two and a half months ago and um, I was running with Kobe in the front and um, Izzy is really they're both really well trained and um, Izzy they never wear a leash and um, uh, the, the streets here in our neighborhood are really there's literally almost no cars there's like five cars in the neighborhood um, over the course of the day so there's nothing really for me to worry about I thought but I went for a run in the morning it was a Monday morning actually two weeks ago and um, yeah I went running Kobe was with me as he was behind she you know did her business so I was just like running in the front because I was like she's going to catch up I know that and um, everything is going to be fine so I'm at the trailhead um, from really kind of just five minutes away from our house Izzy's in the back Kobe and I are like a minute in the front I turn around and kind of at the same time all of these things happen of course super super quickly I see a car coming, I see Izzy trying to sprint towards me to catch up with us and the car hits Izzy. And it's really like, it was probably the most traumatic event I've had in a really long time. It was incredibly sad. I just saw Izzy get hit by that car um, super, super hard and that car was probably driving 30 to 35 miles an hour and I was in a complete shock frozen state talk about stress and talk about fro like that freeze f fight flight or freeze right i hadn't experienced that in a long time but that moment happened so fast and i literally was frozen i couldn't say anything i couldn't step into the street to indicate to the driver that my dog was in the street i was just completely frozen and saw it all happen in a matter of seconds car hits izzy the driver gets out of the car asked what he hit he hadn't even seen Izzy um she's about a 50 50 pound like smallerish dog and um you know I'm checking on Izzy of course make sure that she's okay um which of course she wasn't because she just got hit by a car and so long story short we, w we went back and you know I had to take her to the vet um I was really sad all day I think I had never not cried in my life <laughs> I hadn't cried so much in a in a long time I was really sad and upset it was really traumatic for me to see as he got hit so I had to take her to the vet and then we had to take her to the hospital because she had some internal bleeding she had to be in um, an intensive care for 24 hours you know I don't want to like I don't want to get into all of these details but what I want to tell you is that even when that happened, I did not get discouraged and use that as an excuse to take care of myself and stop doing a new routine that had made me feel 
so much better. So when I came home in the evening, you know, we went um, to the hospital in Reno, left Izzy there for the rest of the day. Um, so we came home Monday evening, two weeks ago, and I went for a walk with Kobe, um, with our other dog. And um, I, you know, initially I was like, I'm just not going to run today and it's fine. And, you know, I obviously have this excuse because something really bad happened to my dog and all of these things. But then I was like, well, what an excuse. Like, I should be especially taking care of myself during these really difficult times. And so I started to run. Um, and so I did not miss a day, even on the day when my Izzy, my Izzy, my doggy, um, got hit by a car. Um, because I truly believe that at the most difficult times in our life, the most challenging, the most tiring, the most exhausting times, those are the days where you have to take care of yourself, especially where it is the most important that you invest some time in yourself, no matter what time it is and no matter what you're doing, no matter if you're going for a run or you're sitting to listen to a podcast or you meditate or whatever it is that you like to do in order to recharge. Please do not not do that on these days where things are getting difficult and things are starting to be really exhausting. Because that's when we need that energy. That's when we need to recharge our batteries. And when we're just coming home and we're sitting on a couch and we're watching Netflix or watching TV or we're distracting our thoughts with things, that is not the most powerful way of how to deal with these kind of things. So this is really my invitation for you today to start about to start thinking about something that you can start integrating into your life that you want to create a new habit around. Maybe create awareness around um, what are excuses that you have told yourself over the last couple of weeks and months to not start a new habit, right? We are full of these amazing, cool excuses and coming up with ideas um, just to not do something. And now you know it's just your brain that's trying to keep you in a safe state. And I really, for me, it really helps me to have that internal dialogue with myself and say, hey, brain, thank you so much for protecting me um, and telling me all of these this, different things that might keep me from doing this, but it is absolutely okay and it will keep us both safe even when I do it. And that helps me to relax into that thought and to still do something that I set out to do. I hope that this is inspirational for you. I hope that motivates you to start changing something in your life, to start to try out a new routine or um, to, to practice more self-care just in general because maybe you haven't done that in the past. No matter how hard times get, you need to make sure that you take care of yourself on a daily basis. And if you need help with that, I'm here for you. I always tell you that and I 100% mean it. Reach out to me. You, there are so many different ways of how we can interact. You can set up a one-to-one -one conversation with me. I highly encourage you actually to come to my weekly Workable Wednesdays group coaching sessions. I absolutely love them. I have around 45 people now that are part of this group. We are setting new goals every month and we are helping each other to achieve them. Every month has also a special focus. So I'm still, of course, um, sharing a little bit of content with the group. And this month we're talking about how to reduce negative self-talk. And then we are creating awareness and tools and goals around that specific area. Um, and then we talk on a weekly basis about challenges and wins and you know, difficulty. So that's a really cool way to, to start doing and to have an accountability system in place to make sure that you're doing something. 
I love that group. I'm always really, really excited to see those people in the morning. Um, so I would love to see you there if you're interested. Come on over. You know, you, there, there's a form um, that you can fill out um, or you send me an email. I'll put all of the links in the show notes. But it's a really, 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 really cool way. Um, I love it really super much. Um, it makes me really happy. It's so much power to do it in a group. This is my first test in doing more of a group coaching setup. I've never done it before. I've never really believed in it too much, honestly. But the power it has created for the people that are there and for me is wonderful. So I highly invite you to join us there as well. If you want to, it's for free. You don't have to pay for it. It's a one hour um, coaching session every Wednesday at 8 a.m. PST. And yeah, that's all I wanted to share with you today. If you know someone that could benefit from the information that I shared with you today, please feel free to share this podcast with them. If they need a little bit of encouragement and or motivation to make changes in their life, share this episode and tell them, hey, maybe you should listen to this um, and maybe this will help you to create um, changes in your life because it's really important that you're taking care of yourself and that you're not just making changes when things get really difficult and when you're feeling the effects of stress on your body and mind. I would also really, really appreciate it if you would leave me a review. Um, I have been publishing over 75 podcast episodes over the last year and three months, four months, five months actually, five months. And um, I have only 12 reviews so far. And I really, really, I want to help people find this podcast. I want to help people find this information. I want to influence and impact people. So I would really appreciate it if you would give me two minutes of your time to leave a rating and a review on iTunes and tell the people why you have been listening to this podcast for the last year and almost a half now. I know you are. I can see the statistics. I don't know who you are, but I know you are there. I know that you're listening to this podcast on a regular basis. I have around 200 listeners that are kind of my hardcore listeners every week that are listening to all of the podcast episodes on a very timely basis. And I appreciate it. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear how this has been helping you you know for me this is really inspirational to read from you and to know that what I'm doing is helping people out there because that's the only way of how I can interact with you or how I can even hear from you so please do me a favor and please help me and help other people find this information leave me a review share it with other people and I will see you next week. Um, as you know, next week will be a podcast interview. Um, I still have a couple of cool podcast interview guests up my sleeve. So I'm excited to share with you the next podcast interview. And until then, take care of yourself. Be healthy, be well. Um, let me know if you have any questions, if you need help. Um, I, I always am super excited to hear from each and every single one of you. So thank you. And um, I talk to you really soon with ready to do it.